Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with sommelier Jill Mott from Henry & Son. Hi, Jill. Good morning, Emily. Always nice to have you. So what are we talking about today? Today I wanted to talk about two very um, autumnal selections for wine and, you know, very appropriate for now, but they're like 100% unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, the first two are related. Uh, but the last one's a little bit out there, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just dive right in. Um, so I wanted to, the, the first two wines, the, what the tie that binds them is called flor and flor in Spanish means flower. But when we talk about it in wine terms, it alludes to a veil of yeast that forms atop wine that is usually in a barrel. It can happen in stainless steel or concrete or something, but, um, that may sound a little strange to people, but it's actually creates some of the most like coveted flavors in, in very popular wines um, out there um, or very um, famous wines. And okay. so to just kind of dive a little bit deeper into what that is, usually when you are making wine, you fill up a barrel. You know, you fill up whatever vessel you're making wine in so there's no headspace. In the business, we call that ullage. Okay. And if you leave your barrel partially topped up so it's not fully it's not full right it's like 60 to 70 percent full you can when you're in the perfect instance meaning like all of the conditions are right not only in the cellar Mm -hmm. but outside of the cellar in your surrounding village or area you can get this veil of yeast that forms on the top and that's what we call floor it's a collection of various yeasts and substrata of yeast and this not only protects that wine that would otherwise oxidize because it'd be exposed to oxygen, but it also gives a ton of really interesting flavors and characters and different types of acid like mouthfeel than a wine that doesn't experience flor. And so I wanted to talk about um, two of my favorite wines that are affected by flor. One is uh, sherry and sherry is from Southern Spain Sherry is a little bit stronger. It's been fortified with like a neutral spirit. So you're not drinking, you know, a whole bottle of sherry. You're usually having a few half glasses of sherry. And most people are hearing me talk and they're already zoning out because they're like, (laughs) I don't like sweet wines. Sherry, if it's a good quality sherry, 90% of sherries are not sweet. They're actually bone dry. Mm -hmm. And this sherry is a, the style is called Fino. And it's got, when you smell it, I would say 75% of people, if I were to just put a glass of Fino and say, here's your white wine, they're going to take one nose and one sip and be like, I don't like this because they have to be prepared. Fino sherry smells like, like sourdough bread, um, or sourdough bread dough that's rising. It smells like almonds. It smells like sea spray. It smells like a lot of things that are, we would characterize with yeasts, right? Like a lot of different types of bread dough, pretzels, things like that. Mm -hmm. And what it goes really, really well with are foods that are really hard to pair with wine and foods that are very um, centered to like the Spanish picoteo table, like when you're just kind of nibbling and tapas style. And so like things like almonds, olives, things like um, charcuterie, like different cold meats that are really salty cheeses, all that stuff is a nightmare for wine. Even though we think, Oh, let's have some tapas and drink some wine. (laughs) They usually, all those foods are salty 
And so yeah. what ends up happening, you go drink your red wine with it and they both dry out your mouth and you're left with like blah, like fat and nothing else, right? Yeah. And so sherry is a great foil for these various salty foods that one would normally start a, a meal with. I tend to make meals out of it. I've been known to have popcorn for dinner with fino sherry. It's like super delicious. So um, a producer I really like is called Maestro Sierra. And they are, I'll be sure to um, get those links to you, Emily, for these producers, because um, it's a female owned and run, mostly female run bodega, which is very rare in Southern Spain. Hmm. Um, and they just do really great work. They've been around since the late 1800s. Um, so get a load of a half bottle of Maestro Sierra Fino, you'll love it. Second, I wanted to talk about, um, I had mentioned, made mention of a producer back in maybe August, September that I work with um, directly. Her name is Esmeralda Garcia. Now, Esmeralda, she works with the grape Verdejo, which Verdejo, for any sommelier out there, they would say, oh, that smells like uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. When it's made naturally, it doesn't. But you know what? This is a whole lot of me saying, I'm going to not talk anything about Verdejo right now. <laughs> That's just what she's known for. But she does. She was sent a barrel that a great friend of hers made sherry in for hundreds of years. Her, her grandfather, her great-grandfather. And so they sent her this barrel to put wine in. Because why? If there, if there was a little inkling of sherry hanging around in those staves that floor will reproduce itself. And Esmeralda, <laughs> Esmeralda knew that if she dumped some of her verdejo in the sherry barrel and didn't fill it up all the way, she would get this flor that used to be how wines in her region, just west of Madrid and Valladolid and around Segovia, that's how all the wines were back in the 50s. And so <sighs> she's decided to make kind of an homage to an old school style of winemaking you have this wine that is beautifully rich and full-bodied that has notes of like Chenin Blanc, but with the smallest, the keenest amount of this like bread dough hmm. and nuttiness and like a little bit of cashew. It's a little bit more of like a creamy sensation of, of bread and of yeast hmm. than like the more chiseled uh, and heavier, slightly heavier uh, Fino Sherry. So, and it's called Michico with an O, um, I'll, I'll definitely get, get that info for you too. But those are some of my two favorite floor affected wines right now for fall. Amazing. Those both sound delicious. And they both go, they both go really well too with like heavier foods. So like you're going to roast a chicken. Oh my gosh. Game over. Game over. <laughs> Drink some meat chico with it. You'll be so happy. <laughs> well, what else would you like to talk about today? Uh, the last thing I would love to talk about is a producer that um, I've mentioned maybe uh, when I first started doing these segments on Jazz 88 called Hammerheart. And they are up in Lionel Lakes, um, about 20 minutes outside the city. And they make most of their beers are smoked beers and most of their beers are a little bit more leaded. When I say that, you know, we're, we're talking higher than six to seven percent alcohol. You may say that sounds like a lot. And you know what? It is a lot, and it's delicious. <laughs> These guys are making great beers. They're perfect for right now when you're grilling, when you're having you know brats, when you're having heavier fare, when you're you know having smoked meats and things like that, putting things out in the smoker all day up north. Um, and one beer I had last night that I really liked, and this is actually about a five percent alcohol beer, is called 
Velten Wanderer. Most of their beers are inspired by um, mythical, whether they're Norse characters, Celtic characters. Um, and so their names all do resemble um, like different languages like that. Yeah. And Veltenvander um, is a smoked Helles lager, which a Helles lager is usually like a light unfiltered lager. Um, and it's just, it's smoked. You get that interesting notion of like, of, of smoke, but then you have like, it's so flavorful, yet it's a light, lighter beer. And it's just, you know, they're not for everyone, but for people that love autumnal type fare, um, it's, it's a great beer to, you know, to pair with that. So that sounds amazing too. So two excellent wines on, on your recommendation and a delicious local beer. I, I love it. Thank you so much. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks, right? Most definitely. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Jill. Thank you.